You're listening to From the Front Lines, a special podcast from WUFT during the COVID-19 pandemic. This podcast provides daily updates on Florida's response to coronavirus with a particular focus on North Central Florida. In addition to news and important information, From the Front Lines will feature a member of the community who is working to keep the community safe or running during these challenging times. I'm your host, Ryan Vasquez, and this is From the Front Lines. Here are the most recent COVID-19 numbers from around the state. There are now 133 positive cases of COVID-19 in Alachua County, according to the latest numbers from the State Department of Health. There have been no deaths and 16 people hospitalized as a result of the virus. Positive case numbers in the North Central Florida region include 81 in Clay County, 55 in Marion County, and 46 in Citrus County. Statewide, there are 13,629 positive cases of the coronavirus and a reported 254 deaths. The Ocala Electric Utility says it's extending its no-disconnect policy until May 16th to try and help customers who may be in financial straits because of job issues related to coronavirus. On Tuesdays only, the School Board of Levy County will provide meals at no cost to all children 1 year to 18 years of age and students with disabilities up to 21 years of age. This includes all children who attend private schools, charter schools, or home schools, children who do not yet attend school, children from another county visiting family members living in Levy County, or children and families that are homeless. Children must be present to receive meals, as these meals are federally funded by the USDA through the Summer Food Service Program for children only and not available for distribution to adults. Breakfast and lunch meals for five days will be available for pickup on Tuesdays between 10 in the morning and noon at all bus stops and at the following five locations. Bronson Elementary School, Chiefland Elementary School, Williston Middle High School, Cedar Key School, and Yankeetown School. Florida's online system for filing unemployment benefit applications is now fixed, says Department of Economic Opportunity Director Ken Lawson. Last week, we had 17,000 applications go through in a day. As of last night, 62,000. That shows increasing speed in our ability to help Floridians. Lawson says the improvement is thanks to the governor providing 72 servers for Connect, the online unemployment application system. DEO has also posted a paper and pencil application that people can print and mail in, and applications are now available at career source centers. Last week, as thousands of Floridians rushed to file for unemployment benefits after being laid off because of coronavirus, many complained that they couldn't complete applications because the website continually crashed, and calling in meant waiting hours on hold. Florida's projected peak of COVID-19 cases is now expected to come sooner. Researchers at the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation now say Florida will have its peak April 21st, with 242 people expected to die in a single day. Previous projections had the peak happening on May 3rd. IHME founder Dr. Christopher Murray says Florida's peak will be sooner because of changes in their model and because Florida had a one-day spike that tapered off. So our peak is still, you know, out around April 23rd, again, because of that sort of later implementation of the stay-at-home order. Uh, but there's quite a lot of uncertainty you'll see in, in the forecast range because of that, you know, the, the numbers going up and down. Florida is projected to have a total of 6,770 deaths by August 4th. The state is also projected to be short 769 intensive care beds and will need a total of more than 2,000 ventilators. Fuel prices in Florida continue to drop drastically. Statewide, regular unleaded gas now costs less than $2 per gallon at 90% of pumps. According to AAA Auto Club, the average price of regular unleaded fuel is $1.90 per gallon, down $0.40 from last month and $0.80 from one year ago. 
AAA spokesman W.D. Williams says demand for fuel of all types has dropped drastically over the past month. Florida drivers are observing the social isolation concepts, and so driving is about 50% of where it is normally. Williams says lower prices will likely increase quickly whenever coronavirus fears and stay-at-home orders are rescinded. Florida's highest-priced gas is currently found in the Gainesville market, with the cheapest fuel found in Jacksonville. It was only a few weeks ago that the outbreak of COVID-19 caused University of Florida classes to transition online, campus services to close, and students to leave campus and return home. But when can students start returning to campus? WUFT's Taylor Levesque has the conversation with UF spokesperson Steve Orlando, who gives us an update on the status of the university and what they are doing to provide for students who couldn't go home. How long do you expect the university to be closed? I understand there's summer classes online, but do you expect some campus services to come back then? I think the, the most important thing I would say is campus is not closed. We are, we are open because we still have quite a few students still on campus. Um, roughly, well, close to 2,000 students are still on campus. So as long as we have students on campus, um, we have people there to support them. Do you have an estimate about of how many students are still in the dorms? And you said about 2,000, but are all those students still using dining services? Yeah, so we have um, roughly 500 students in what you would call traditional housing, you know, the, the, the dorms you think of on campus, and then about another roughly 1,300 students in graduate and family housing. And yes, and yes, and they are still using dining services, so we still have dining options available for students. And of course, there are a number of students still in town that are uh, who are living off campus too. We don't really know roughly how many of those are, but there are a number of them as well. Other than dining halls, what other options are available still on campus that are open? There, well, because of the because of the order that the, that the county issued, and then of course the order that, that the governor issued, you know there are a number of limitations on what's available. So for instance, um, if you go to the Rights Union, the food court is open, but it's just like everything else you see, it's it's to go, it's using a sit down option. The Rights Union is open, but a lot of the areas are, 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 are not open because those services are being offered virtually now. So it's a little different look and feel to be sure, um, but we still have about 6,000 employees still on campus doing what's considered essential work. What is your advice for students who, who may be coming back and still reside in their dorm? Should they come back or should they stay home? We would encourage students to stay home. Just as we encourage students to leave, we would still encourage students who can to stay home. Um, simply because that's what's being requested of us by local and now state government. Um, people need to be staying at home. Now we realize too, of course, that there for, for a number of students who are still here, Gainesville is home, and they may not be able to travel to go home, particularly, for instance, our international students. But because classes are being offered online, we would encourage students to stay home. Now, with summer semester rolling around, will students who were supposed to be coming for summer that would take traditional on-campus classes, are they still given the option to live on campus? No, we're, we're, not, we're not inviting students back to campus. For summer courses, summer A and summer C are being offered online. Summer B semester, there has not been a decision made about it yet. Having students go home and not stay on campus, how do you think that has, I guess, benefited in the spread of this virus? Well, I think that, you know, because particularly living on campus, it's close quarters, 
that obviously, given the way that the, that the virus spreads, that's not an ideal situation. It doesn't promote social distancing. And so I think that it definitely has helped in that regard, you know, for those students who are on campus, because a lot of the um, face, face services at the, the, the rights union are, are no longer available. They do have a virtual student union. I don't know if you've seen that or familiar with it, but um, they have it posted on the student affairs website where you can go and um, you can, you know, there's health and wellness uh, information available. They're, they're posting um, fitness videos. There's uh, information available for, uh, for counseling, um, uh, career services, multicultural services, a number of different things. How has the transition been from traditional classes to online? <laughs> has it been relatively easy for the university? It's gone remarkably well. I mean, it's to me, it's 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 amazing how well I mean, students have adapted to it. Because of course, probably like yourself, you know, doing classes online is nothing new. You've been doing that for a long time. But faculty have really adapted to it very smoothly as well. We've heard of almost everybody, without exception, has gone to heroic efforts to make it work, and they really have. So I, I've never taught a class <laughs> on Zoom, but I do that now, and. Uh, and it's great. The students, they've adapted to it seamlessly, and we have, a, we have a great time. I would really like to just give a shout out to all the essential personnel who are still working. Like I said, there's about 6,000 of them, um, and that includes people at UF Health doing incredibly important work. It includes law enforcement. It includes um, facility services people um, who are here to, you know, to keep the operation going and to support students and to provide those vital health services. And I just know how appreciative everybody is of the work they're doing. Is the Student Health Care Center still open? And if students are still residing on campus, can they go there for medical? Yes and yes. And if a student, like, for instance, has coronavirus symptoms? Um, they would be encouraged to call ahead first and to explain what their symptoms are so that they could, be, they could go through the proper uh, protocol when they get there. From the Front Lines is a production of the Innovation News Center at the College of Journalism and Communications at the University of Florida. Thank you to our producers, Taylor Levesque, Daniela Mora, Anthony Montalto, Josh Williams, Melissa Fato, and Cameron Lund. Also, thanks to our fellow Florida public media stations for their contributions to this podcast. And a special thank you to Matt Abramson and Craig Lee for their work behind the scenes. We'd love to hear from you, so if you have a story to share with From the Front Lines, please send an email to news at wuft.org. That's news at wuft.org. Join us tomorrow for another edition of From the Front Lines. I'm your host, Ryan Vasquez, and of course, thanks for listening.